The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome, new and true friends. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate. Together, we continue to explore the deeper parts of you through going to the root series. As I like to say, working from the inside out. In the first episode, we heard of Maribel's courageous story of healing her roots as she connected with her ancestors and was able to work through past pains and grievances. And through this process, she was actually able to make peace with herself, which allowed her current family relationships to grow. Such a beautiful story. So take a listen to that when you have a chance. And today we're here to go to the roots of your personal development as we openly discuss for you to witness your relationship to yourself and others and see what might be preventing the growth of your expansion to live a more abundant life. For my next guest, I've invited Janet Tingwald, who is a certified professional coach and a licensed art of feminine presence teacher, as she works with women who desire a deeper relationship with themselves and loved ones. I've had the opportunity to interact with Janet in different platforms, and I really enjoy her vibrant style. There's just something about Janet, a presence that she carries that makes it easy to connect with her, as you will see here today. Also, with her sense of humor and wit, she makes the work of personal development very enjoyable and with less pressure. And, you know, I I don't like to be pressured to do things. So she makes it very light and easy. So when you sit down with Janet, it isn't about what she's going to do for you per se. It's more about her listening and reflecting back to you key aspects for your development as she guides you to the roots of your desires. And some of her clients has referred to Janet as a life Sherpa. And I can vouch for her keen intuition and authenticity as she brings light to possible areas that you need support with. So I'm so excited to get this conversation going. Um, Me too. I want to thank you, Janet. Thank you for accepting my invitation to be mm. here with me today. Thank you so much for asking. I'm truly honored. Yes. So for those who have not had the opportunity to um, get to know you and and understand what you do, can you just give us a little background of you and how you came to be um, this wonderful personal development coach? Oh, goodness. Um, That could take up the whole hour. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, well, first of all, I will 
oh, what comes to me is that we are the sum of all of our experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And in 1999, a friend of mine um, that we had been in another organization together and we were wandering around the career desert talking about what we wanted to do when we grew up. And she was reading a, a book called Up and Coming Careers in the New Millennium. And coaching was in there. And she said, you need to do this. This this is you. Well, it wasn't my idea, so it couldn't be right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of poo-pooed it. No, no. And I was busy with, I was in sales at the time, doing several other things. But she thankfully kept bugging me. So I think it was about March that I started to look into it. And in May of 2000, I took my first training and here I am 23 years later. Yeah. yeah. So that was how I got started was thankfully this woman um, saw something in the book and me and connected us. And so I was very supported. And when I look back at it, there's probably three pivotal things in my life that were not my idea that I am um, that changed my life. So, and that was one of them. So um, then if you look at, you know, my career, you can imagine 23 years ago, if if you said you were a coach, they would ask you what sport. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, and there were no niches. There was no internet um, that, you know, 23 years ago, think about it. There wasn't an internet, there was emails, but there wasn't websites and all of this other stuff. So I just kept using my sales training, asking people who they knew, who they knew, who do you know, who do you know, just kept following the breadcrumbs. And it turned out that I started working within, um, Kimberly Clark, which is a global company. And that was my first corporate experience, which was really interesting because I've never worked in a corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I went to school to be a nurse. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. So, you know, so far removed from that, but that's just what can happen if you are passionate about what you do and you just keep asking, who do you know? Who do you know? I developed a relationship with the head of the employee assistance program and through that and through him, the HR uh, department. And so for several years until he retired, um, I worked with chief medical officer, the lead employment attorney, um, a group of executive assistants, uh, literally the the team in the mailroom, all over the company. Um, I loved that. It was so much fun. Then my next one was I had a division of Wells Fargo. I had their whole training and development budget for three or four years until they standardized and were no longer able to use their funds that way. And I, so I've, and you're like, oh, so you're a business coach. Well, or a corporate coach, executive coach, because we want to label things, right? Well, the mm-hmm. truth was it was always personal development. I wasn't there to teach them how to be in a corporation because I had no idea. I'd never done that. Um, It was always just personal development that I see now. So when that, um, those things started to change and end, I got into, I decided my next area of a 
place that I really felt that I wanted to help and support people was um, in dating because I had been married for 23 years, divorced for five. And by this time in 2008, I finally met what is still the love of my life. And um, I wanted to help other people to be able to do that because I had a PhD in doing it wrong. So <laughs> now I'm working my, I say I'm working on my master's and getting it right. But so I, I started doing, became, I became a certified dating coach. So lots and lots and lots of training, right? Which led me to, by just quirky happenstance, didn't intend to, working with couples. <laughs> Which led me to my own work with the Art of Feminine Presence. And where I'm at now is more the Life Sherpa place. And really working with presence. And I was... So um, humbled by what you said, April, that was just really touched my heart because of how people experience my presence now. And that was not always the case. I was actually, um, when I was younger, probably up and still can sometimes, I perceive, was perceived as being intimidating and unapproachable. And I'm, I'm thinking I'm five foot tall and scared most of the time. I don't get that. I don't get how I can be intimidating and unapproachable. But it was the energy, the essence that I was giving off. And that has so changed that now I get words like, oh, you're so poised or, you know, you're always just so present. And it makes me smile it's yes, it's nice to hear, but the main reason is because of the transformation that has happened. And I know I can teach it to others. Tell me more about how you saw that personal development, even though you were in the corporate world and you know, working in big business, right? And how you were able to see people past their titles past that and just meet them where they're at how how did that shift happen for you well it was it was interesting because there when I was working with people in the c-suite and what you would think of at, you know the executive suites right um, there wasn't videos there wasn't zoom so it was just on the phone, which thank God, because I'm pacing around the house and my insecurities are up of, I, what am I doing with this person? I've never worked in a corporation and I'm talking to a, a chief medical officer in a global company. Gulp. <laughs> right. There was one part, one, one time that I, I had the feeling like the famous line from Jaws, I'm going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it really challenged me to grow, but I wasn't there to teach him how to be a doctor. I wasn't there to teach him how to run his business. I was there to support him because he was, he had moved his family and acquired this new to, to Georgia and acquired this new position following in the footsteps of a very successful, beloved, long-term person his predecessor. So in a time of global reorganization in the company. So I was there to support him, not 
I wasn't there as a consultant. I was there as a coach. Does and can you tell us the difference? What is the difference between mm -hmm. a consultant? A consultant and a would have been that I, um, like he had a consultant that he was working with. And if I said the company, you would, you would know it. Um, so he had someone that had been in his position that was supporting him in the to do's and the business part of it, like the mental, physical, the think and the do, right? The think and the do part of the job. I was there more for him to um, the emotional adjustment to this change, the emotional just adjustment that we all have in any position of, you know, um, adjusting to what's new in our own insecurities of what am, what am I doing here? Do I deserve this? All of those things. And I just did what I knew to do of just meeting him where he was at and just that I have always done and still do of what was going, just listening and what was going on for that person, which I think was part of what made me a good nurse. You know, yes, it, it yes. was, it was that empathy part. So that's what I mean. Where are some of all of our experiences? So you know, taking that part, but also the sales training I had, because it really teaches you to listen, really got to listen for a different purpose. Yes, but still, it's teaching you to listen. And then as I grew learning more about how to listen to physical and energetic cues, not just what they were saying. That's the Sherpa. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I and for some reason, I've I've always known. I've always. It's one of my gifts is that I I see opportunities for development easily and quickly, and I identify patterns. I hear patterns. They they just stand out to me like flashing lights. Yeah, I love that the working intuitively, that's exactly my approach as well. So you're like, you're speaking my language there. And, mm -hmm. and when you make that connection with people, you're just meeting them where they're at and listening, listening to their story, listening mm -hmm. to um, their belief system, which I call BS. <laughs> huh? yeah, right? I can't heard that, but I love that. Because, you know, we tell the same stories over and over and, and that's a belief and a belief yes. becomes reality. The more that we tell it, the more we believe it. And it's, it's in our own minds. It's, yes. it's that wonderful, beautiful mind of ours that want to protect ourselves, to keep us safe, keep us small, keep us locked into this little box. So that way we won't get hurt anymore. And really it's, um, debilitating debilitating for the the mind body and soul mm -hmm. uh, it's just being able to witness the that part and understand how to work with it so how about you janet how do you guide people through that their bs <laughs> the the things that they've built their schemas about themselves and how do you help them to see past that well 
First of all, as you say that, one of the things that comes to mind is the feedback that I consistently get from people that I've worked with is that they don't feel, they never feel judged by me. So they start to feel safe, which allows us to be more vulnerable and open up, right? Because yes. I've not only have a PhD in doing um, dating wrong, I had a PhD in doing life wrong. I've literally messed up every area of my life and had to fix it. So there, there is no judgment because <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, let me tell you my story. Um, and that's what I, that's what I would say is that they actually then feel like it's a place that they can be vulnerable, that they can talk about these beliefs and not feel like that, oh my gosh, they're going to, they're going to judge me. They're going to feel you know, whatever they're going to think, because our society is so much like that. And I, I don't have judgment around that. So I think that's the first place is um, a container of safety where it's okay to say what you really think and say what's really going on in your head. Um without fear of judgment. And then with, from there, you can imagine after 23 years and uh, I'm still, I'm taking another training right now, continually taking trainings. I have a really big toolbox. (laughs) (laughs) So the way I coach now is much more customized to what do you have going on? What do you have going on and what's the tool that would support you? as opposed to a set program that I take people through. I don't do that much anymore because, and I'm, what I'm excited about is I'm actually finding clients that are gravitating towards me that have said are excited because they have said, one of the reasons I didn't look into coaching was hiring a coach was I didn't want to do it that way, that other way. I wanted something different. Yeah, and it's uh, your approach is more about it's about them. Totally. It's about totally customized. And yes, listening and working through those areas and and just witnessing different areas of themselves mm-hmm. and what needs more support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I love the trust. It's so true. Uh when people start to trust then they, they're able to let their guards down. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel that they're protective and they can allow all that stuff that's in their minds or their fears, whatever, to be seen. And then you can, you you just so perfectly just let them know that, you know, it's, it's like the, uh, you know, the big shadow on the wall and we think it's a big monster. And then here it's this little tiny figurine of a mouse, you know, that the the light is cascading on it, creating this shadow on the wall. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's what the fears, that's what all that is. It's it's all an illusion. And you just bring the light in to show them that, no, it just is this little small thing here. It, it, it is. And it's starting to uncover those things. And one of the things about fear is that is it's is an it's your fear is as intelligent as you are, 
it's as developed as you are. It is spirit, as spiritual, spirit, can't talk this morning, as spiritual as you are. So it's as evolved as you are. So it can sound really reasonable and logical. So oftentimes, it's not that I don't hear it. It's being with the person until they can hear it. Yes. And sometimes that's quick and sometimes it's not. I've had clients that have seen it in our first session and I have had other clients that it's taken months. And it just depends on the person and, and where they're at. It does. It, it does. Uh, it's like melting those outer layers of, you know, the fear and, um, you know, just very gently, easily, you know, you're not one to pull the horse to the water and make them drink. You know, it's, it's, you're walking side by side and, and being there to, um, ask questions and kind of stir things a little bit for them to mm -hmm. witness those parts, you know, going to the roots of that, even though, you know, yes. it when people, when you see it, cause this is also for me too, when I'm working with people, it's like, Oh, right away, you know, the intuition, you can just see it, but you can't tell them right away because they're so defensive they'll be, they'll be very defensive about it. So it's just your approach of, of bringing a, a light and easy way to uncover those roots mm -hmm. for themselves. And with some people, it, I'm thinking of the one that took months um, to their credit, they kept coming back. Um, but the biggest hurdle for them was trusting. Letting someone in was the biggest hurdle. Um, and then once that happened, a thing started to shift more quickly. But they're always a choice. And, you know, it's interesting with the, you know, uh, leading a horse to water and making them drink. I've, I've owned horses and you, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 the re, the saying was was um, came about for a reason because it's impossible, <laughs> right? Yes. So yes. So it's um, but I I now in personal development have really shifted. There's a thing about mindset that's important, but it's more. I'm working more and more with energetic because we have an energetic body and a physical body. And what I now believe is that and have experienced for myself is it's taking care of your energy first because it makes everything easier. It makes everything else that you do so much easier. Mm -hmm. We got We need to fill our cups. Yes. And people don't, they're, they're filling their cups with things that they're not bad. But they, um, it doesn't really produce lasting change, and it, 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 like it drains out faster. Like massages and pedicures and time with your girlfriends and sleep; those are all important, necessary, wonderful things. And really working, understanding 
what your energy is and learning to work with it and manage it. To me, what I've seen with myself and my clients is that's the game changer. Oh, yes. It's more about feeding your soul to having those long lasting effects. What's really resonating deeply and and witnessing that within you. And then you, you witness just subtle changes over time. Mm-hmm. It's also about your nervous system, though. It's also about realigning, um, realigning your nervous system and calming your nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is pretty much it is created by what we feel because all of our decisions are made in the emotional centers of the brain. That's proven with brain scans. But what we feel is created by what we think. And what we think oftentimes is created by the instantaneous nanosecond of a reaction by our nervous system. So what I've always taught people is that if you can catch it at the emotion, you can manage it, right? If you can go back and find out what you're thinking, then you can shift your mindset. But if you can go back and you can work with your nervous system, you you, you can erase it. Yes. That you won't have that instantaneous nanosecond reaction. As much, I can't say that it'll never be there, but certainly not as much. And you'll know what to do with it when you do. Hmm. Yes, working with the nervous system, the mind-body connection, and and also, you know, you're talking about emotional intelligence, too. Oh, 100%. Just yes. being aware of emotionality of how we are in this moment, that's going to influence, you're the ripple effect, you know, each person is a ripple effect, so mm-hmm. that's going to influence the next interaction that you have, so being very aware of what's happening when you're triggered, or when you're light, open, and free, and then you're having such a great time and everybody gravitates to you or, you know, that even. So I don't want to talk about always the negative. You know, there's always also the the higher vibration or lower vibration. I don't want to say positive or negative because it's just all energy and it can it shift. It is energy. Mm-hmm. It can shift. Yes. And really understanding your awareness of your energy and how to use that to really uh, support you to have then, um, so you're happy, but then also how that impacts all of your other relationships, right? Yes. So even with, yes, the ripple, but even with friendships, protecting yourself, um, showing up authentically on a date without being really nervous, I mean, it, it is just such a big difference. And can I give you a, for instance, with the, with the mindset thing, there is, you know, this nanosecond uh, experience that I talked about between this reaction that you feel in your body and then the thought in your head. Well, you can't, it happens so quickly, you're not necessarily going to stop it. But once you notice it, You can, rather than um, your emotional part kicking in and going, oh, this is true, limiting belief, fear, whatever 
I'm not good enough, whatever that is, to switch to observer mode and going, oh, look what my body's doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to believe the re- the physical reaction. Danger is different than fear. Let's put that out there for a second. Danger is actually life-threatening. There's a car coming at you. There's a dog running towards you, something like that. Danger is different. Fear is, um, is about something that may or may not happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that we're often making up, but could be based on past experiences, right? Yes. So the thing with this is moving into observation mode of what is going on with you. I do this. I can have anxiety. I used to have full-blown anxiety and panic attack years ago. Um, but now if it comes up again, it's like, oh, I don't have to hang on to that. I don't have to grab a hold of it, so to speak. I can just go, oh, look what my body is doing. Huh. And I can be curious about the experience that my body is having, which allows it to dissipate much more quickly than it does if I hang on to it and try to change my mindsets. Would you like to try it? Yes, that would be lovely if you could walk us through a little yeah exercise here and for those who are listening or watching um you know come back to this at a later time um when you have more focus um, if you're driving or or doing some other tasks Mm, good point and turn off all other electronic devices (laughs) please well this one is actually really pretty quick Okay. Um, you can have your eyes open or closed, whichever works for you. And think of something, a situation that you can be in that brings up like fear or anxiety, like public speaking, um, going out on a date for the first time, meeting someone for the first time. Um, for some people, maybe flying, you know, whatever it is. Can you think of something that kind of brings that up for you for me right now yeah april can you think of something that actually (laughs) yes yes i can yeah so think about it and think about it from the place of like grabbing onto it and going oh and what that feels like in your body and where you feel that in your body Ooh, the tension that it creates Now, step back, kind of like third person, like you're observing the feeling in your body and no longer giving it meaning. We're just observing how our body feels. And what that experience is like of, oh, look at this reaction I'm having. Huh. Notice what happens to your body when you do that. It's like the energy just kind of flows out because I'm not holding on to it. It's just like, oh, that just came and went. And and the observer's like, unattached. Pull the BS card again. That's just a bunch of BS, April. (laughs) Yes. 
And then as I observe that, then it just fleets, you know, yes. it might come back again. It's kind of like an echo, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of strong at first and then it kind of reverberates mm -hmm. a little bit more and, mm -hmm. and then it just kind of is extended away from me. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the things they talk about um, with weight gain um, is um, cortisol, right? And cortisol is kind of that fight or flight type of hormone that, that gets us all going. Well, um, we as a society tend to be in that so much of the time, you know, there were some of us or I have been an adrenaline junkie. And so we're just in that state all the time. So our nervous system is used to reacting this heightened state, right? So the more that you can step, so it has reason to think that there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Just your, your, um, if you want to even call it like almost like your reptilian brain, your instinct to yeah, react, make it, right? Yeah. I know there was brain things, but I can't remember. I, even though I'm a nurse, like, I was a nurse. I can't remember which ones they are. I never could get that um, as to which ones, the frontal lobe, the amygdala. So thank you. Thank you for that. So that amygdala part that wants this reaction that we, not being aware, give it thought and feeling, it creates our action, right? So if we can come back and just go, oh, and just almost like you can call it your inner child. You can call it just your nervous system of, oh, I'm safe. It's okay. Look at how my body's reacting. Maybe there's some work to do around this issue. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a noticing that this one tends to come up for me a lot. So here's an opportunity for me to maybe mm -hmm. look if there's some healing to do or, um, wow but I don't have to have this reaction. And the more that you do it, the more your nervous system will get literally rewired and it will start to calm down and not be as reactive. Yes. And that's the building resiliency with your nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, so that mind and body awareness is so needed. Uh, because we are, we are bombarded with so much happening in the world or within our own families. And then we take it on ourselves. We don't realize that this isn't mine. I don't have to hold it. Right. You could just be even a witness to whatever's yes. happening around you. Yes. Yes. But it, it, to me, it's an important piece to step back even more than trying to change your mindsets because then you're always, when you're doing that to me, it's oftentimes something that you have to manage as opposed to literally heal, rewire and heal. So I can teach my body that I don't have to, it doesn't have to be in that reactive mode. And some areas are, some things are harder than others. It's hard for me to do with heights. Other things I can easily do it and then go, oh, look what I'm doing and calm down. And in some situations with heights, I haven't mastered that yet. <laughs> Even though I know I'm safe, my body is not having it. <laughs> <laughs> it is not convinced yet. 
Yes. And that's, that's so perfectly because our body has its own natural intelligence. Yes. And when we have that, are you familiar with the polyvagal theory? I, I, I've heard of it. I don't really know much about it. Yeah. So it's the vagus nerve. It's the stem of the brain, right? The nervous system. Right. And it runs all the way down, includes the jaw down into your chest, you know, so around the heart, the breathing down into the pelvic area. Uh, so when we're in trauma, when we have a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. then that's the danger, as you said. And so yes. it's the fight, flight or freeze type of response. Mm-hmm. And but afterwards, after that trauma has passed, the mind will keep replaying and replaying going, why didn't I do this? How come I just froze? How come this type of thing? Well, the body is doing its best to protect. Yes. And so when you can do vagal toning of singing, of gargling, it has a lot to do with here, this, the throat mm-hmm. area and the jaw. So singing, speaking, uh, toning, um, mm. cold compresses on the chest or the back of the neck um, helps to, you know, tamper, tamper down that, uh-huh. that little, you know, that, that reaction. Yes, yes. That we're having. So that's the um, vagal toning. So as you said that, as you shared that, that makes perfect sense into that. Mm-hmm. So go, again, going to the root, right? That's your nervous system. Yes. Yes. And, and it's really, and people keep getting into the cycle of things and they don't know how to get out, but it's really, as I say, put your attention on, on your intention. So mm-hmm. how do I want to feel the intention, right? And then what am I doing about it? What, what actually am I doing? So Janet, you're the perfect person to come in and help support people with getting back to themselves or building relationships, you know, when they're noticing that there's a disconnect or that there's something that they need support with and going into the root of that, whether that's body awareness, whether Mm -hmm. that is um, your other Sherpa qualities that you bring in. Yes. Yes. You know, in this year, I like rhymey things. Um, but really talking to people about making 2023 is all about me. Mm -hmm. But from a little bit different place, and it's interesting when you say that to women or to a group of women, how they, some of them are, are, will be absolutely damn right, whatever. And others are like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, they, it brings up selfishness or, you know, other things, um, people that are maybe overgivers or have some beliefs around that and really giving, I, I, you know how things sometimes come to you, the understanding in, in layers and how it really, really, although we've heard these things many times that you can't pour from an empty pitcher, but really how you fill yourself up. And something that came to me the other day um, floated in my head that I feel like was given to me is that how do you expect your your electric car to run if you don't charge it, if you don't plug it in? 
which brought me back to my energy work and how it has to be a priority as much as eating and breathing for me to really be my best self and frankly, to be happy. Because when I am happy, trust me, <laughs> everybody benefits if I'm happy. <laughs> but me being really, truly being responsible for that, not my external situations and circumstances. Exactly. And when I take care of my energetic body, which makes it so much easier to take care of my physical body, it is so much easier to be happy regardless of pretty much, not everything, but pretty much anything that's going on. So, you know, one of the things to think about and just notice your reaction also, if I said to you, what if you made your happiness the most important thing in your life right now? What's your reaction to that statement to, or to that question? I'm asking you really, yes. you and others, what is your yep. physical reaction to that? I am. Well, this is why I'm living the lifestyle I'm living, right? Mm -hmm. uh, being a full-time RVer, podcasting, reaching out, supporting others, corporations and things. So it, that's the expansion, right? It's like, right. this is amazing. This is, no one else can gets to do this but me. So how do, mm -hmm. how do I want to show up? You know, and that just brings up the excitement, the happiness, the, yes, I, I've arrived. I don't have to know exactly. I think people get caught up into, well, I have to wait until these things line up to be happy. And that's yes. always like that carrot dangling in front of the horse. We'll keep with the horse thing here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it never gets it right. It's just like, oh, it's just right there, right out of your reach, yes. you know, and then you got to go a little further Oh, you got to get there and you can get it now. It's, it's yes. now is the happiness. Yes. yes. Because the truth is you have to get happy in order for those things to fall into, to come to you, to fall into place. Yes. Right? Law of attraction. Yes. And then also your nervous system, you know, you're lighter, open, feeling better than other people are going to feel the same. You know, you can walk into a room and you can literally feel when somebody's in a really bad mood. And so oh, then, yeah. then what is the response? Oh, I'm avoiding that person. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to interact with that. I don't want to feel mm -hmm. the heat off of them. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so making that choice and, and just even being aware, I feel with my own experiences that when I am feeling a little wonky and just saying, well, it's a wonkiness. It's like, yes. I, where am I kind of thing? Yes. And for those who can't see me, my hands are going up and down like a teeter totter. And uh, then I just pause and I ask myself, what feels better right now? What feels good right now? Mm -hmm. I go for a walk just to take a breath, whatever it is, just to bring myself back because it's the mind that gets us out of there, uh, out mm -hmm. of the happiness. You know, it finds, you know, with the perceptions and the BS, <laughs> your belief system, yes. uh, it, it tends to take us out of there. Yeah. 
so with Janet, the art of, go ahead. What were you going to ask me? Yeah, I was going to ask you. So what does, when people work with you, when they reach mm -hmm. out to connect with you, what does that look like? How do you um, work with people to, for their quote unquote professional development, which is, it's far exceeding past that, obviously, as we're talking here. But what does that look like when you work with people? Well, I think of it always as you can call it professional development, but it's always personal development. Um, some I go with where the learning is. Even when I was working with leaders in that division of Wells Fargo, um, sometimes the topics were about their personal life. Because wherever the challenge, the struggle, the pain, the conflict is, is where the opportunity is for us to develop, yes. to grow. And so then when you do that, you're going to show up with more confidence at work. And because that situation at home has gotten resolved, it's not on your mind. Because people, as much as they wanted them to, people do not leave their, most people can't leave their home life at the door their personal life. It doesn't, it, it, it just, you don't, some can, but most don't. So once, so they grow, so everything gets better. And if you work on, you know, they, um, there's a funny thing that they say that if people come to you about personal things, you'll start working, talking about work. And if they come to you about work things, you'll start work, talking about personal, you know, and um, that is just true. So what I have heard people say before and now I believe is is really true in the way that I'm really stepping in and just owning what works for me. And this is another, to me, another life lesson thing, rather than what all of the business coaches will tell you, is what worked for me. And what works for me is just meet me. Just if, if you're curious if you're wanting some direction, if you're wanting some support, um, I do a complimentary session because I want to work with somebody that I feel like I could fall in love with. And the same would be from them, that they would feel safe, that they would be supported. Basically, what I'm saying is that we're a good fit. And with what I can offer, that I know that I can support them to be successful in what it is that they want. Um, so that's the first part is just meet me, just, you know, talk with me and it, it'll either be a fit or it won't. And if it's not that that's okay. I'm not for everybody. Um, and if it is, then it's, it's always customized. Some people are going to be two months. Um, I have one client right now that it's been three years and we just keep growing and growing and growing as she is morphing and moving through her life. So that's really fun. And, you know, the other thing with me is um, that I think is important in coaching and in life that I wanted is somebody that, um, and we're not supposed to say this, right? But sometimes um, we want, just want somebody to hold our hand. My brother's a major, retired as a major in the Green Beret. And he said, do you know why they always send out two at a time? And I said, I can't remember what I said, but it was wrong. And he said, no, it's because nobody wants to die alone. 
So it is. So it's, I am very uh, available to my clients and supportive to my clients because I, I just, we need to know we're supported. We need to know we're not alone. Sounds like that nursing uh, background of your, you know, working with your heart and those who are listening to the podcast, uh, Janet was holding her hand on her heart when she said that. So she really speaks from her heart. And that's what I really adore about you, Janet. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, so let's, let's take a little deeper into exploring how when we start working on ourselves a relationship to ourselves going to the root of that and then how that helps to shift with our personal lives because that's what you had said you said people are working things become more easier it becomes more enjoyable so can you just unpack that a little bit as as we're working on the relationship to ourselves, how does that influence others and our relationships to them since you're a relationship coach as well? Well, that's a big question. Um, What I find is in the work that I do, especially with the energy work, when you can really connect to your own authenticity energetically and your heart, so you can speak with truth, but compassion. Um, when you connect these parts of your body and you're connected to those from an inside energetic place, Really, all we have to do is show up authentically with compassion and tact. I know that sounds really simple, but it is simple. So why is it so hard? Because we don't know how. <laughs> we, we don't know how. And I can, and do we have time that I can give you an example? That would be lovely. Okay. So in one of my, ex, one of the exercises in the practices that I teach, the art of feminine presence, there's 44 practices. So in rare, I, I never teach anybody all of them because you're not necessarily going to need all of them. I know all of them because I wanted to teach it. But there's this one that is called headspace and womb space. So um, I'll give I'll demonstrate it myself and then April, I'll have you try it. Okay. Okay. So if you can describe what you're doing for people that are listening to the audio. Sure. Sure. So what we tend to do, and you talked about this a little bit earlier when you said that it's our thoughts, it's our mind that get us in trouble that really kind of take us off down those those tunnels on down those paths, right? Um, we call that uh, in this work headspace. And it's almost like you're literally out of your body. Like a, um, if you can imagine in a cartoon strip and there's that little bubble outside of it with the words in it, 
And this is where I lived the most of my life <laughs> was out here in this headspace, not attached to my body. And also I had the belief that I needed to be perky and excitable and friendly and everything in order to be, uh, not be um, intimidating and unapproachable, right? So I'm also projecting, I'm also trying really hard. So in, so there's this out of, if you think about it, if you just right now, if you even just kind of think about bringing your energy up, your focus on your body up and out of your, out of your body and how thoughts and things are just flying around up here without connection. Yes. I call it the so snow hard. globe, snow globe effect. Yeah. Yes. So when we do that, then there is another experience of coming that I'll show you that'll be a contrast of how to come back into your body and where, how and where to connect that will be different. So I'm going to walk through just a little bit of actually doing that. And you will be able to hear a difference for those of you that are listening, but you'll be, be able to um, maybe feel, but definitely then you will see a difference also. Okay. So the best way, one of the best ways to get into headspace is to think about something that you have going on in your life that is a little bit worrisome. It's a little bit stressful. I oftentimes ask young mothers to tell me about their morning getting children out the door of school, right? Just a little bit stressful. So, um, what I'm going to pick is in two days, we're leaving for an 11 day trip to Iceland, which I am very excited about. But as you can imagine, being gone for 11 days, there's a lot of crap to get organized and get ready to go. And in being a woman, the whole house has to be clean, <laughs> right? And I had guests all weekend. So everything's, you know, now I, I'm thinking in my head, I've got to strip the beds and I've got to do all of this stuff, right? And I have to pack and, oh my gosh, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to take and all of these different things that are going on in my head, right? So I'm going to pause there because my shoulders are creeping up around my ears. And I want you, April, to tell me what your experience was of listening to me what like what even was the reaction of your body and how did it make you feel yes and this is a very good exercise because this is what we do we don't even realize we're doing it so i'm listening to janet and you sharing about this and you know there's always something relatable our minds want to relate to the other person so then i put myself in your situation because i've been there especially about i got to make sure the house is clean before we leave <laughs> you know anytime we move our yeah. campsites right everything's got to yeah. be clean before we leave so yes i felt that i felt the um kind of like not big anxiety, but, you know, some anxiety happening there. And, um, you know, my head uh, felt very swirly, um, buzzy. And, you know, I felt activated. There we go. I felt activated yeah. that I need to do that too, that I need to, you know, prepare. Yeah. And how did your body feel? Was there like tension in it or it's a little bit of tension, yeah, in my shoulders and uh, my stomach area mm -hmm. yeah, and my legs. Yeah. 
So let's just shake that all off. So that's head bubble. So now I'm going to come down into what we refer to as our womb space. And where we talk about this, our womb space, heart space, head space, are uh, in this work is different than chakras. So in womb space, this is a space that if you find your navel and if you come down three inches and then you go back into the center point of your pelvic bowl, just a little bit behind your, like where your uterus would be. Doesn't matter if you have one or not. It's just a location finder kind of um, place that we can identify with. And if you think of a light, a crystal, a globe, a lotus flower, being there and just letting your energy, letting your focus come down into your pelvic bowl. If you can't find that spot, not really connect with it, it's okay to just let your, and if you're listening and I don't want you closing your eyes, just feel your sits bone on your seat and letting your weight come down, your focus come down, that your lower body feels heavier and your upper body starts to relax. And letting the heaviness come down into your legs feeling your feet on the floor. If you're able to connect with your womb space, that spot in the center of your pelvic bowl, even better. If not, let it go. And then from this space, I'm gonna talk about my trip again. I am so excited to go. This has been on my bucket list for a long time. I'm also very curious because I don't like being cold, but for some reason, I want to go to Iceland. So I'm kind of curious as to what I'll find there. Maybe I'll get some big epiphany or something will come to me. There'll be an awakening or... Maybe I was there in a past life or, um, I don't know, I'm just excited about it. And what I know is that the house can wait. I've even let go of thinking I'm going to, I have to be cute while I'm traveling because this trip is, it's not going to work. We go from literally the Blue Lagoon to a meet and greet and so, yeah, just really letting go and already learning to lean into the experience. So I am so grateful for this opportunity. How was that different? Oh, so you relaxed. Yes. Um, I felt more expansion in my body. Um, just a, a, a very calm but um excited feeling too but it's not the anxiety excitement it's that light joyous like i always say how can it get better than this right and your open curiosity that invites more expansion you know more like oh i wonder instead of having expectations of things so I really, really enjoyed that, Janet. 
Yes. And, and I think if you, the pace of my speech is slower. My voice is lower. It's easier to listen to me. Oh, most definitely. Easier to connect with me. This is part of presence. This is what it really is a foundational thing to start to learn about presence. Because in your womb space, when you're connected to this part of your body and grounded, there is no anxiety here. There's no fear here. There's your authenticity is here. And then connecting it with your heart, which I is a little bit more teach later, bringing it all together. When you can speak with authenticity and knowing and heart, it's real. It's all you have to do. Now, does it take practice to be able to do that? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> For some of us more than others. Yes. And there's yes. no negativity there. There, it, it just is. So learning truly how to live from there. And that is also your feminine power center, which impacts your male-female relationships because now there is space for the healthy masculine to step in. And in our society, women, because we didn't know any better and don't know how to, I didn't even know I was doing it. We take up that space. So now we're in competition with them energetically. Now, when you're powerful and feminine, that doesn't mean you're a pushover, that you're passive, that you're submissive. That's not what it means. It's an energetic shift in the way that you're showing up. So mm -hmm. they can show up in their healthy energetic centers. So that's a big way that it impacts relationships romantically or between men and women. But then how it shows up between me and you is I am so much easier to be around, to listen to. And notice the impact it has on you. So that's how it impacts relationships. Oh, that was and a perfect that's, example. Yeah. And the BS, as you call it, they're, they're not there. They don't, they don't <laughs> live down here. Yes, no BS, no room for BS in that oh. womb space. Yes. It's all oh. WS. <laughs> oh, that was just amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I hope you're welcome. Those who are listening and watching, I mean, rewind that, you know, listen to that again. Uh, add this to the top of your playlist so you can reconnect with those parts of you and you know both um sexes can experience this it's it's just you having your attention on your intention you know to going to the root to discover more about you and how you can show up for yourself and the beauty of it is just it takes care of everything else once you it, it does you know, and one of the things with so much that's going on in the world today, and this is something that is near and dear to my heart, but it's also, I know, sometimes very unpopular, is men need our support. 
in a different way than we have been doing it. And I believe that women are uniquely positioned to lead at this time, but we can't do it the way we've been doing it. There is a shift of really supporting the healthy masculine. And really one of the biggest things that we can do is connect to our own healthy feminine. And it, it makes it, it really is much simpler than you might think. And it, it's not a taking care of them. It's a taking care of self, which invites them to take care of themselves. Yes, this may have a ripple effect. And as you so perfectly spoke about the energy earlier and, you know, filling ourselves up, uh, then that creates more confidence the poise, um, mm -hmm. more about just building that relationship to yourself. Yes. You know, because you're going to be living with you for the rest of your life. People are going to be coming in and out of your life constantly. Even when you have a partner, like I have had the, I'm blessed having my partner for over 34 years. Uh, you know, he, I don't know how that's going to pan out down the road. So it's just knowing that you have you for sure, for certain. And what are you filling your cup with? What are you, what are you saying? What, how are you responding to your body? How are you reconnecting to your roots of yourself yes. for your personal growth? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like um, one of the things I've, I decided years ago is that I may not ever be this huge environmentalist that's going to change the world, but I can make sure I'm doing what I can in my world, right? So imagine if everybody did that. The, if everybody just took care of their own home and their own little space, I mean, that would have huge ripple effect right well so does this we, you know whether it's me or working with april or other fabulous people that she's interviewed just doing our work and learning about taking care really taking care of ourselves and really being responsible for our own happiness and what that really means think about how that would impact and change the frequency of our world. I mean, gosh, because when you're in a place that every, that the majority of the people are happy, it impacts you. You start to feel better or you, those people that don't, that really can't be with it, they leave, right? Exactly. I was at a CrossFit uh, competition yesterday and they were calibrating me because I wanted to work out. I was like, woo, in this energy, right? Because it was thick with that kind of energy. And so, you know, that's another thing. Pay attention to who you hang around because you're getting calibrated. Your frequency is yes. getting calibrated. Yes. Yeah, so we're all tuning forks. Yes, yes. So be the influencer. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because it will make everything else you do, all of the other work, uh, the mindset work, all of the other work easier is my experience. And I shift personally, I shift faster. 
And I can always come back to my room space because none of the BS is there. I love that. Love that. Love that, April. Oh, you're welcome, Janet. Oh, well, it's just been such a pleasure being here with you. And um, I hope that others are inspired and motivated to really reflect about building a relationship to yourself, you know, this personal growth, going to the roots of that. And for those who are curious, who are open and ready for expansion, how do they get a hold of you, Janet? My email is just my name, Janet Tingwald um, at gmail.com. So that's really easy. Um, you can connect with me through Facebook also. I do have a website that is also JanetTingwald.com. Um, but that needs to be updated on, honestly because it talks about be, being a dating coach. Um, I just haven't put energy there yet. Uh, so as you have heard, there's so much more I do now. Um, but that is a way that you can see part of me and, and what I do. Uh, so yeah, I pretty simple the way I do. I basically, my business right now is through, um, networking and mostly referrals. Mm -hmm. So very, very grateful and blessed for that. Yes, you are a true blessing for us all. Thank you, Janet, for being here Thank and sharing, sharing you and sharing those wonderful exercises with us. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having me. Mm, you're most welcome. And thank you all for being here and um, being open to learning more about you and, and going to the roots for your own personal growth. And next time for our third series, we'll invite back Lacey Bowles, the shamanic practitioner, and she'll bring all these lovely things together for us. So love, love, love Lacey. She's amazing. She and is. for those of you new and true, um, beautiful people if you haven't had the opportunity please subscribe to my channel i would so appreciate that and leave a comment let me know what you liked what you tried as i always enjoy hearing from you so until next time my friends be well bye-bye I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.